Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Technically Speaking in partnership with Voice of Crypto. I'm your guy, Michael Harding, and this is the one and only Mr. Spectacular. Hello, everyone. Good to be here again. Uh, so, obviously, what we've got to do first is our disclaimer. So, disclaimer, disclaimer. Um, all content is for education, information, and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as investment advice or recommendation to buy, sell, hold any assets, or place any trades. Please do your own research. Our content is intended and should only be used for informational use. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment, which should be based on your own individual circumstances. You should always take independent professional advice from a professional advisor or independently research and verify any information you may find on our show that you wish to rely upon, whether you wish to make an investment decision or otherwise. Now, all investments come with risk. So please do your own research. We are not financial advisors. We do not intend to be perceived or received as financial advisors. However, we are working in collaboration with several accredited advisors. And if you're unable to mitigate your risk, then please contact us immediately so we can refer you to an accredited advisor. So let's get into it and let's have a look at these markets. So the overall gist of things is it's very clear now that we are most definitely in a recession already. Um, don't know when the governments or any financial institutions are going to finally admit that. Um, but the talk is now that we're going to be going into a recession in 2023. Now, I'm just a little bit inclined that when they say we're in a recession, we're not in a recession. And when we they don't say we're in a recession, we're not. So I think what's going to happen, this is just based on Sod's law of the way that the world works. It's always the exact opposite. Um, and we've got a good friend, Jim Cramer. I don't know if any of you have researched Jim Cramer, uh, but he normally says it's a great time to buy and that's normally a great time to sell. And he normally says it's a great time to sell and it's normally a great time to buy. So we will know most definitely that the bottom is in for crypto when we hear Jim Cramer say, guys, it is time to sell your Bitcoin and it is time to sell. That's when it's definitely not the time to sell. Sorting that. Yeah, definitely. It's almost like the key to baseline success in investing is just counter trade Jim Cramer and you'll you'll do all right. Now I see your screen. <laughs> yeah. So this blue line is the 2018 uh crypto total market crash. So if we go into the weekly, we can see that it it mapped out pretty accurately um over the top of it. So we've been following this um general kind of movement uh, but let's just remove it for now because uh, this would suggest that we're going down to 488 billion for the total market cap of crypto however i uh, i don't think so i think the bottom might be here because this support line right here and this looks like a pretty clear wyckoff distribution to me uh, we're going to be doing future episodes on Wyckoff distribution. We've done episodes on it in the past. Uh, just check out um, if you want to know more about Wyckoff distribution, uh, book in a lesson and we'll be happy to tell you about that. And Mr. Spectacular does an incredible session on the different phases of the market. Um, so yeah, definitely book in if you want to know more about that. But 
Are you seeing what I'm seeing here on this support line here? Yeah, it's holding. It appears to be holding up pretty well. Um, the only thing is, what I would say is, with the markets, it is a player versus player environment. It is competitive, and for somebody to win, somebody has to lose. So if we treat investing as essentially warfare, uh, you don't want to telegraph your moves and you want to make your opponent think you're doing something worse, you're actually doing something else and luring them into a trap. So I wouldn't be surprised. Let's let's assume that the bottom is in and we go up from here. I don't think we would just clearly go up. I would expect a big wick, yeah. something that would make people think, okay, we're going to have a ladder, another massive leg down. Mm -hmm. and then proceed up if that was to actually happen so let's draw this in so i'm thinking something like we don't know when this will be hopefully we get to the end of here i'm hoping it will last until february so that we can start accumulating during this period here um but for me the main buy time is the moment we get above this moving average just following the old old, old adage of if it's above the 200-day moving average, it's a good time to buy. If it's below the 200 moving average, it's a good time to sell. Not financial advice, but it works pretty well um, for dollar-cost averages. Um, but yeah, so I'm expecting a movement like this up to a 200 moving average, then a down movement back down to the support line, then a movement up. And then people will think, oh, yeah, it's definitely going to go down again. It would go sideways and then go bang. <laughs> like that that's what i'm expecting but let's let's see i've been wrong before i'm only human so yeah let's have a look at the alts altogether so this is the total market cap uh for all the altcoins uh, excluding bitcoin is excluding ethereum and again we've got this really nice support that's just building up here um so i'm pretty optimistic about this um and again the RSI on this has been getting battered for a while. Been hanging down here in the 30 region. So again, I think this is a beautiful buying zone. I mean, this is saying that the total market cap of all, all altcoins is 292 billion, which is pennies. It's ridiculous how, how low that is. Um, so, and again, one of the things we're going to start doing is we're going to start breaking down for uh, paid students. We're going to start breaking down earnings reports for. So, yeah, we're going to start breaking down earnings reports uh, for cryptos, courtesy of Misari. Um, and that's going to be for paid students, because if you don't understand how to break down an earnings report of a stock, it's going to be pretty difficult for you to break down an earnings report on a crypto. So let's go and look at our good friend, the Bitcoin dominance. So we can see at the moment, the Bitcoin dominance is teetering. There's a bit of a, a resistance line building up just here. I would expect if, if, we, if we break this, it's party time for Bitcoin. But overall, I'm, I'm not actually expecting it to break that, to be honest with you. What are your thoughts? Um, when it comes to... Bitcoin dominance, I think 
we're not in a in a time yet where it's wise to gamble on altcoins so i wouldn't be surprised if it slightly goes up however the second we see bitcoin doing well altcoins will follow so it will be natural for for the dominance of bitcoin to decline yeah the the main alert for me is the last time the rsi was up here if we look at it this is what happened to the bitcoin dominance and it's, it's pretty consistent that when the rsi peaks above 70 the dominance gets mutilated um and it's doing that at this level here at 42 percent in comparison to 48 and in comparison to 47 so that would for me would suggest a move down of was moved down last time on the dominance. It was over 98 days, but 19% moved down on the dominance, which would be taking it to around, let's call it 35 to just be, be safe. Uh, so that's a big move down. But let's have a look on Bitcoin's price chart. See how that's doing. Oh, that is a lot of uh lines there. Let's just <laughs> yeah. I just saw your face look at my screen and go, what the hell is going on here? Uh that is because I was actually trading Bitcoin on the one hour time frame at some crazy uh period of my life. Uh so let's remove all those drawings and just I have faith in my TA so we can go back to back to basics. Okay, so and let's bring back the order blocks. And let's go back to the weekly. Well, first, let's go to the monthly and just have the big picture of what's going on here. And the big picture of what's going on here is that's a bit of an uptrend, if you ask me. On the big picture. 2012. Nice. Yeah. So for me, that's an amazing uptrend. And not only is it an amazing uptrend, but we are now slap bang on that uptrend and slap bang on a green candle slapping off this uh, uptrend. And the RSI is lower than it has ever been before in the entirety of Bitcoin's history on the monthly time frame, I do not know what more of a signal we need, but let's have a look at the weekly. So we are actually below the 200 week, which has happened once, twice before, but it doesn't really stay there. But again, look how low that RSI got to. We had an RSI of 24 on the weekly, which literally has never happened before. Like screaming ideal buy time for Bitcoin, like screaming it from the high heavens. But we'll see. So again, I, I personally think this is admit, this is the last chance zone for, for, for Bitcoin uh, buying at, at these prices. I don't think we'll ever get back down to these prices, personally. Uh, that's 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 my my thoughts there. 
safe zone to buy if you want to be a little bit more precautious, uh, which I'm going to be dollar, I'm going to be dollar cost averaging in here, anything below 24, but then uh, buying, I'm going to probably stop buying a little bit after we go above the moving average. Uh, so 20, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to comment on that. I'm just going to say that now is a great time um, that I'm going to be buying more Bitcoin. Um, any thoughts on this on the weekly time frame here? Well, if we look at where the prices are now compared to where they were at the peak, obviously it looks uh, ridiculously cheap. However, one thing that Bitcoin and crypto as a whole hasn't experienced is a global recession. Uh, we've had an essentially constant uptrend since, since 2008, unlimited money printing, and now that the printer is being switched off, it's becoming harder to, to tell what's going to happen. So... If you're planning, if somebody's planning to hold Bitcoin for the next five years, let's say, is now a great time to buy? Yeah, probably. They'll probably do all right. Can we go lower? Potentially. Um, it's hard to tell in terms of the actual numbers and price points. Uh, it's very much a matter of somebody's personal risk preference, how long they're willing to hold, how much capital they're willing to allocate and how long they're willing to wait for them to see a uh, return yeah also a clear a very good indicator in my personal opinion would be just watching what the fed does once they at least hint that they will be turning the money printer back on then it's probably game time so from this downward wedge that i'm seeing here the day to look out for is the 31st of January. So let's see what happens on the 31st of January. Um, because I don't, I don't know, this wedge looks pretty damn nice. And the uh, support line looks pretty damn nice as well. So mark it in your calendars, 31st of January. Hopefully, that isn't the last day that we see Bitcoin at these prices. Me, personally, I'm hoping for a downward breakout. I'm hoping and praying that we go down to 8K because 8K Bitcoin is... That's when it actually gets declared as dead. Yeah, that is obscene. That is... Oh, that is an opportunity of a lifetime. Um, question is, what would it take... For it to go that low that's that's the problem and i'm hoping binance survives it would it would take binance to get taken out or for coinbase to get acquired by jp morgan well i suppose we'll see in a <laughs> short time we will see what happens um so let's have a look at ETH doing something similar here. Uh, again, I'm going to just remove everything. 
So if nice downward trend here, just below the 200 moving average. Um, and then we've got these order blocks floating around this area. So we can see again, a nice little Wyckoff accumulation area. Your famous Wyckoff M is just here. Wyckoff M accumulation just around here. So the accumulation zones here would have been, you know, it'd be great if you could just put an Wyckoff. Someone needs to make like a, a Wyckoff um, indicator. Let's see if that even exists. You never know. Oh, someone's done it. Let's see if it works. No, I tried. Oh, well, right. Well, this is ETH at the moment. Um, again, we have this kind of movement just here. And it looks looks pretty nice to me. Um, but what makes me convinced that we're going to break out above this 200 moving day average? Because normally we have certain first movers. Um, and one of those first movers is usually Ethereum Classic. And it's normally Litecoin that moves last. But Something very interesting has happened recently. Let me show it you guys. I don't think many people have noticed this, but Litecoin's already popped above the 200-day moving average. And this is the exact, more or less same pattern that we saw on uh, Ethereum. This kind of McDonald's Wyckoff and this distribution zone here. I wonder if I can uh, pop ETH over the top of it to show you. You should be able to put two charts, one next to the other. Yeah. Let's do that right now. There we go. You can see it. Very similar. Very, like, uncannily similar. However, this has gone above the 200 moving average. So, again, would suggest that the bottom is in. And again, where it's gone above the 200 moving average has made quite a nice support line. Now, if you were a lucky so-and-so that was buying during this period here on, on uh, Litecoin, you're getting Litecoin for $45. Guess what the all-time high is on, on Litecoin? This is like 600 400 So you get 10x on Litecoin. That is obscene on Litecoin. That is mad. But let's see, let's see what happens there. Um, so top gainers for this week. Let's have a look at what the top gainers were. We had HBAR, Aldio, Ape, Axie, and Filecoin. So Venus Filecoin's in our portfolio, and we love Filecoin. Let's go and have a look at Filecoin. 
Uh, Benius is in everybody's portfolio. All the major players have got Filecoin. Um, and again, I don't know. That just screams accumulation. Don't know. Don't know if you see it as well, but someone's been buying in dribs and drabs to try and not draw attention to themselves. Can you uh, turn the volume on? The volume indicator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I don't normally use the volume indicator just because it can be faked. But let's have a look. Look at this crazy volume. So volume is pretty high and the price is not moving much. So, yeah, somebody's buying. Somebody's buying all along here, and look at look look at this RSI down here, twenty three dollars, all time high. Nine. Well, we can probably ignore that one. <laughs> yeah, we can probably ignore the the nine hundred. But, but even if it's two hundred, it's still alright. Assume, assuming that it actually goes back there, which it may or may not. We've been banging on about Filecoin for a while. Let's just see who's got it in their portfolios. We know Coinbase got it in their portfolio. We know the Winklevoss has got it in their portfolio. We know BlackRock have got it in their portfolio. We know Grayscale have got it in their portfolio. You know, uh, the other one is HBAR. Is HBAR part of this weird ISO 2022 thing? I don't know. So HBAR has been destroyed. I think that's safe to say. We look at how much it's down. It's down 93%. Now, I've been doing some research, and apparently in the 2018 run, 93% was good. Things were down 98% before. So things are technically doing better than they were in the <laughs> in the in the last drop. So again, if we look at these volume spikes. Petered off towards the end here, though. But yeah, I, d I don't. How does it look in contrast? The volume. How does it look in contrast with um, the rest of the chart? That's mad that that was 6%, this tiny little move. That's crazy. Yeah, to be fair, when we compare it to the rest of the chart. Yeah, on this one, it doesn't seem too significant. Yeah, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, but yeah, HBAR did 10% in a week. Um, it is at crazily low prices. The other big mover was Ape once again. 
Uh, ApeCoin, big uh, Animoca brands absolutely love this. Um, and they've got a few billion to play around with. Uh, I think their new fund is 20 billion that they're playing around with. So we'll see what happens here. Again, not too sure on this one, uh, but it did do, according to this, 7% this week. Uh, for me, uh, this is a good buy. I'm going to be getting into this anything over $4. Anything over $4.50, I think is good for me. Um, and then if it gets up to $40, I'm happy with that. So let's have a look on that one. And I, I think that's realistic. I think a $40 ape coin is realistic. But again, do your own research. Um, random dark horse that I want to have it recorded that I'm going to call it a dark horse and it's going to become like... Um, it's Luna Classic. I just feel... You know, like how Ethereum Classic it just, just gets played around with and Doge gets played around with? I just feel Terra is just going to always be there. That's my, my personal thoughts on that one. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. And then let's also have a final look at Axie. That was the other big mover, seven percent. I think that did this week. Uh, Crypto.com also did seven percent. This is having a real bad day, real bad day. But this is the support line we marked in a while back, and it is beautifully testing that support line. This is my worry zone. If we got below there, below zero point zero two six. But now we are literally back. We're still at the same levels that I initially bought in at. So I initially bought in here. And we're still here. So technically not at a loss. But I actually did take profit at everywhere there is red lines. So at 500%, 1,000%. So guys, you got to take your profit. Yes, I missed out on all of this, but I was out by then, so it's cool. So, yeah. Um, and I wanted to show Axie, didn't I? I can't find where Axie has gone. Axie, 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 Axie. Ah, there we go. And these guys, I just... Everyone's ruling them out. Everyone's writing them off. But I just I just don't think you can write them off. I think the infrastructure that they've got is just too good. The revenue that they made is too good. They've actually got a good business. Yeah, there's no players at the moment, but it just takes a bit of marketing. And actually being $6 right now, I'd pay attention to that one. Uh, but yeah, let's let's see what happens this week. Hopefully, we don't get any big spikes up, and uh, gives plenty of buying opportunities for people that have done their research and consulted their financial advisors. Any any closing thoughts? Any closing comments? Anything you want to look at before we wrap up? Well, one thing I would add, just from uh, the standpoint of strategy, let's say. 
tomorrow the Fed says, guys, we're we're going. Party's starting. And you completely miss out on Bitcoin going from wherever it is now, 16, 17K. Let's say it goes to 19K. Let's say it goes to 20K. Even if you miss out on that, there's still plenty of chances to make money because I think that's what the majority of people are, are here for. There's plenty of opportunity to make money in so many different coins that are either coming out because there's something coming out literally every day or coins that have been around for a while and have taken a ridiculous 90, 95% beating. Because if Axie goes from, what is it? $4, $5 now. Mm-hmm. If it goes to $7, you still don't miss out on that much. But if you jump in at seven and it goes to 30, you did it right. I'm not saying it will, maybe it will, maybe it won't. But there is opportunity everywhere. You just have to look for it and play accordingly to the environment that you're in. 100%. Right. We've been Blockchain Sensei. Thank you, Voices Crypto, for having us once again. Thank you very much, guys. You've been watching Technically Speaking. See you later.